coming up on this episode of the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast. That was a law that was passed uh, called the Affordable Health Care Act. And this law is it's probably the most dramatic impact on health care as any other law in this country, uh, probably more than, than Medicare. And some people call it Obamacare. Uh, and a lot of things that this law did, but one of the things that it codified Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast with Dr. William T. Chantan, MD, JD, where the doctor helps you unlock your full potential by equipping you with tools and knowledge in the areas of health, wealth, and wisdom, anchored in his experience as a business executive, a physician surveyor for the Joint Commission, a former mayor, and over 50 years of experience as a general surgeon. You've got questions, he's got answers. So let's get started. Here's Dr. William T. Choctaw, MD, JD. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, thank you very much for having me uh, present to you this morning. Uh, could we have the first slide, please? I'm gonna, we're going to work something a little different here. Uh, we're going to talk about advanced health directives. I'm a physician, I'm a general surgeon, uh, and I've been in practice over 50 years. Actually, I'm a general trauma surgeon. Uh, so a lot of times when patients come to me, uh, they're in pretty bad shape and we move very, very quickly to get things done. At the same time, uh, having been in practice for about 50 years or so, I, I've seen a lot of patients that I've gone to know, many in this church and other places. And so I've been a part of their lives. And I want to share some of that with you, particularly as it has to do with advanced healthcare directives. Next slide. I always like to put up a little outline because I want you to know what I'm going to talk about. Um, and I'm, I'm keeping my eye on the lady in the back to make sure that I don't get in trouble by going over. But we're going to talk about end of life issues. Uh, uh, go back, please. Uh, we're going to talk about end of life issues. We're going to talk about the definition of advanced directives. It can get a little confusing. And I'm going to try to see if I can simplify it as much as possible. We're going to talk about um, uh, notary, uh, and then about the who, what, and how of advanced directives. Next slide, please. When I graduated from medical school in 1973, now some of you weren't even born in 1973, and I, I certainly appreciate that. But when I graduated from medical school, I felt that my job was to save lives and stamp out disease. No question about it. My job is to keep people alive at all costs, no matter what. But as I got a little older, over those 50 years that I've been in practice, I would have patients who would come into my office. And I remember particularly one lady uh, who was a part of my family. And she was 80 years old. And she was a, good, a young 80. We call a young 80, you know, active, doing different things. And I would say to her, I said, you know, Mamita, I said, you know, you're going uh, you, to be 100 years old. You know, I said, you're, you're, you're really going well. And she would look at me and she said, I, I, I don't want to live to be 100. I said, of course you do, Mamita. I said, you know, everybody wants to She said, no, I, I'm not interested in being 100. <laughs> she, said, I, she said, I've lived a good life. You know, and she was, she was a retired surgical nurse, by the way, um, and uh, active in the church, in her church. Um, and what, what I learned from that was different people want different things. Now, my mind is, I said, oh, yeah, I want to be 100. I want to be 120. But there are people who said, no, 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 no. I, I, I don't want to be 100. Uh, and so uh, next slide, please. 
Next one. One of the things that happened in 2010, that was a law that was passed uh, called the Affordable Health Care Act. And this law is probably the most dramatic impact on health care as any other law in this country, uh, probably more than, than Medicare. And some people call it Obamacare. Uh, and a lot of things that this law did, but one of the things that it codified was that patients have rights. Physicians have a duty to inform. Patients have a right to refuse. You know, I can say, well, Mrs. Jones, I want you to do X, Y, and Z. Mrs. Jones can say, thank you very much, Dr. Choctaw, but I don't think so. I don't think so. What's my point? My point is embrace your rights. You know, you see your physician, whoever he or she may be, but remember, you're the one that's in control. Next slide, please. So one of the big changes that has occurred, uh, and I say this a lot of times when, when I talk to my physician colleagues and they're all upset about something and blah, blah, blah. And I, I would say to them, you know what, doctors, it's no longer about you. It's no longer about you. It used to be about us doctors. 73, when I graduated from Yale, we can do anything we want because we were doctors. The world of healthcare revolved around us. That is no longer the case. It's about the patient. Patient rights. What's my point? My point is you have rights. Embrace your rights. Next slide, please. So who are these people who are most likely in need of an advanced directive? Older patients. Now, my definition of older patients is going to be people over 60 years of age. Now, already I apologize to you 60-year-olds in the audience because <laughs> you said, I am not old. I, I understand. I understand. But I, I had to pick an age, so I just arbitrarily chose 60. So please don't be offended. Yeah. You, of course, will live forever, and I'm not talking to you. Okay. <laughs> So the older adults, obviously, as we get older, we get, uh, it, it becomes more challenging for us to deal with different issues. Uh, but, uh, and so it's one of the things where you want to start that planning that Attorney Brown talked about, because a lot of that takes time. It's, it's confusing. It takes effort. Uh, and he did a remarkable job going through that in 10 or 15 minutes. Severe chronic illness. There are a lot of patients who have a lot of chronic illnesses that makes it more difficult for them to take care of themselves. And they just get tired. They just get tired. And my point is that this is when you want to start planning, if not even before then. And then individuals with advanced and dementia. Now, let me say dementia means forgetfulness. Let me say there is a normal type of forgetfulness that occurs in all of us. You know, we all forget our glasses, we forget our keys and that sort of thing. So if, if you are forgetting something or you're forgetting a little more, I am not, I'm not talking about you, uh, okay? I, I'm not saying that you got dementia. I'm just saying you just have normal forgetfulness, okay? Example of normal forgetfulness is forgetting your keys or losing your keys, okay? But dementia can go on to severe types of dementia or the extreme types when you get into things like Alzheimer's and others. So to, to, to make that uh, even more dramatic, uh, if you forget your keys and then you find them on the kitchen table or, or in the bedroom, that, that's just basically normal forgetfulness. But if you forget your keys and they're in the refrigerator, then that's a problem, right? Right, you, you get my drift? 
So, so, so it depends on where you are on that spectrum. All of us, I'm 76 years old. All of us, I clearly forget stuff. All of us are on that spectrum. But if you're just with normal forgetfulness, that's okay. But my point is, do it now when, when it's not a problem so you don't have to worry about it. Next slide, please. Next slide. So advanced directives is an umbrella term, an umbrella term for all those things that are under that. You know, the wills and trusts that Attorney Brown talked about. Um, uh, do not resuscitate, uh, power of return, et cetera. Next slide, please. Uh, other examples of ad advanced directives have to do with funeral arrangements and, and, and healthcare decisions. Uh, and again, the legal types of things that you would put in a will. One of the ways to remember about advanced directives is to turn the name around. It is given direction in advance. Okay, that's all it means. Advanced directives means giving direction in advance. And so you want to do that now. You want to do it while it's not a major problem. You want to do it uh, while, while you're not very, very ill. Next slide, please. Because we don't want you to be in this situation where maybe you are not conscious, where maybe you cannot speak, or where maybe you don't even remember where you are. Um, and, and one of the reasons why this has become a big, big deal is we've just coming out of COVID. And we've lost a lot of people in COVID, thousands and thousands of people per day, not per year, not per month, not per week, per day. And the hospitals have all been, been, been uh, overloaded and that sort of thing. And, and it's, it's, it's highlighted the whole issue of advanced directives because everybody does not want to be resuscitated every single time their heart stops. Next slide, please. Studies have shown that there are a lot of people who are interested in advanced directions and heard about it, but very few people have done it. And so what we're trying to do with this program today and other things is to get that 29% up much higher. Next slide, please. Uh, an advanced directive is just a living will, a piece of paper. Next slide, please. It's a legal document. There are two main parts of an advanced directive, the living will uh, that Attorney Brown talked about and something called the durable power of attorney. The durable power of attorney is the who. You may say, you know, I want my son Preston to be in charge of everything that, has, that happens to me. Next slide, please. So very quickly, what are some of the things medically now, and I'm just talking about the medical part, um, DNR, do not resuscitate. Some patients may say, you know what, um, I've, I've been in and out of the hospital for X amount of time, and if my heart stops this time, just let me go. Just let me go. Now, I may say, oh, my God, I would never do that. I, you know, I would want you to jump on my chest every single time my heart stops. <laughs> okay? But that's me. That's not, that, that may not be you, right? And so, again, what, what have we learned? We've learned is that you have that right to decide what happens to you and your health. I don't have that right to dictate that to you or force you to do it a certain way. Um, do not resuscitate does not mean do not treat. Do not resuscitate uh, means uh, that if my heart stops, you do not do CPR, but you still give me medication, you still give me tube feedings, you still give me IV fluids, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, next slide, please. Durable power attorney. Attorney Brown has already addressed some of that, but you can, in your advanced directive, designate somebody to be, your, to be the who who's in charge of everything. Next slide, please. Again, uh, 
in the state of California, the advanced directives is it includes durable power of attorney and a living will. Living will just means a will that you make while you're alive, which makes sense. Next slide, please. The ideal time to do an advanced directive, quite honestly, is in a doctor's office. When you go in for your regular checkup, you know, say, you know what, Dr. Choctaw, I, I think I want to do one of those advanced directive things. Most doctors and many doctors will already have the forms there. If not, when you go to a hospital for a hospital visits, say to the people at the, at the window, you know, I think I want to fill out one of those advanced directive things. Uh, and you can easily do that. Next slide, please. If you do it in the doctor's office, the patient is awake, you don't have to rush. It's a lot of stuff going on, uh, particularly when, when you become in, in my area, in the hospital. Next slide, please. Again, advanced directives. Uh, you got to have two witnesses, as Attorney Brown mentioned. Uh, we're talking about the state of California now. And now this may vary whatever state you live in. If you live in Texas or um, um, uh, Illinois or whatever, it may be a little different. But we're talking about the state of California. Next slide, please. You got to sign the advance directive. Uh, it's got to be validated and you got to be confident. Next slide. Uh, exceptions in terms of people who can witness in the state of California. Uh, they cannot be your healthcare agent. It can't be anybody who's involved with your care because that would consider, be considered a conflict of interest. Next slide, please. Um, and additionally, one of the two witnesses cannot be related to you. So that again, it does end up being a conflict of interest. I've got three minutes left and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna get there. Next slide, please. <laughs> if, if you choose not to have witnesses, then you have a notary and Bernie, uh, Attorney Brown uh, has already gone over that specifically, but you, you have, just like you would notarize property, you have someone to notarize your uh, advanced directive. Most hospitals should have that. Some doctor's offices might have that. Next slide, please. Again, you gotta have a driver's license to identify who you are and that you're confident. Next slide, please. So if we do what we're supposed to do as physicians, as attorneys, uh, but more importantly, as citizens, that we embrace our rights um, and, 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 and do what we're supposed to do, um, then those, those, those final years can be a very, very smooth transition for us. And both uh, children and parents are happy. Um, and then we go ahead uh, where we're supposed to go. Next slide, please. So basically, just remember that uh, chronic uh, illnesses and memory issues or times to start considering advanced directives. Actually, you can do an advanced directive anytime um, uh, that um, you can use an attorney, but you don't have to use an attorney. Uh, but if, if you do use an attorney, I would suggest that you get an attorney like uh, Attorney Brown. Some of you may not know uh, Bernie. Bernie has been a member of St. Stephen's for years. Uh, he's, he sits on the board of directors for Servants Arms Food Bank for 10 consecutive years uh, and has been here, here. <laughs> uh, and is a very good friend of mine. So I, I'm, I'm just delighted that you've been able to see why he's such an outstanding person. Uh, next slide, please. So in conclusion, I have one minute left. In, in conclusion, <laughs> uh, be sure I, one, one of the things we say in the Leadership Masterclass is that knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. Uh, my, my message to you is to empower yourself. 
and make sure that you have control over the last few years of your life. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast with Dr. William T. Choctaw, MD, JD. Be sure to check out other great episodes covering areas of health, wealth, and wisdom at thwwp.com. And while you're there, be sure to check out the books, blogs, and other literature in your preferred format. And don't forget to leave a review, subscribe, share, and support the podcast. That's at thwp.com www.p.com. You've been listening to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast with Dr. William T. Choctaw, MD, JD.